the A-P-R-I-L T-O-M-W-E-K-A It's the A-P-R-I-L This is what y'all came here for It's the April and Tamika Show It's the April and Tamika Show April and Tamika show. We're your hosts. I'm April. And I'm Tamika. Two mothers, two wives, two friends, originally from the East Coast, now residing on the West Coast. We literally have opinions about most everything. Come on in and have some good spirited fun with us each week at your listening pleasure. Hi, everyone. Today's topic is raising kids on the West Coast versus the East. Oh, we are two East Coast girls, right, Tamika? And now living on the West, so, hmm. Oh, here we go. This is crazy. Um, Here's the thing. When you get married and you say I do, I was already on the, I was, uh, on the East Coast when we decided we were going to get married. And the excitement of it all, it just seemed like a fairy tale like oh my god i'm going to california i'm going to this place where they do it real big and the sun and the movie stars so i had this little fantasy in my head and plus you know i think most people feel like you born and raised in a place and sometimes you know you need change so i was really open to the change not that new york slash new jersey had anything wrong with it it was just time for a change. So this opportunity when we got married to go to the West Coast was like, wow, killing two birds with one stone, like an adventure and marriage. What? <laughs> <laughs> Until I got here, let me tell y'all something. Ooh. And I will say this to the day I die. You can't, they ain't nothing like the East Coast, period. With a T. <laughs> you, I, you know Tanika? what? So my story is pretty similar. Um, I raised my oldest daughter on the East Coast up until her 11th grade year. And then she transferred out here to the West Coast. So she finished up in the West. Um, And these two little ones know nothing but the West Coast until they visit the East Coast. They are super excited when we go to the East Coast. Probably like we were super excited to move here. You understand? Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, it's, 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 it was like, yeah, we're going where it's sunny all the time and, and, um, and it should be a great experience, but there is something that's nostalgic about the East coast, especially because we're East coasters now living on the West coast. It's Mm -hmm. weird. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's just weird to me that the black people out here, don't know mm-hmm. what it's really like to be African American in America. Mm. It's so weird to me. So wait, do you mean Bally black people or Inglewood Compton I, black people? See, Inglewood 
Compton black people, I don't interact with them that often. But when I do, oh, there's right. a difference. There's an East Coast feel to them. There's a more in mm-hmm. tune to who they are as black people feel to me. Um, mm-hmm. And not that all Valley people don't get it. It's just that they have they drink the juice out here. It's like, oh, we're equal out here. Everybody's now we're we we're just as good as them. And, you know, nobody looks at us crazy when we walk into stores. And, you know, it's our world, too. We're just a squ- <laughs> everybody know. else is just a squirrel. Like it's classism. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. They just haven't been exposed. And I get it when I see them. So let's be clear what I'm saying. And I think Tamika saying there is a big difference. If When we go over to the west side of L.A., we're talking not west coast. You know, right. we're in the valley. So we're dropped in a, in the valley where it is 3% uh, African-American. So we it's it's sprinkled. So the ones yes. that are born and raised here and they are in the valley, they're just different creatures. They, they are. are. They have no swag. They don't have a clue. They don't know how to do their hair. When I meet them, it's like meeting an alien. It's like they're so <laughs> out of touch their food, what they like. I'm just like, y'all have no idea. Like, you need to get out. And don't don't get me wrong. They no traveled. Disrespect. It's just right. yeah, they've traveled the world. They haven't Except traveled for- to Philly. <laughs> exactly. They, they haven't traveled to DC. They haven't, yes. Right. Atlanta. They it's different. <laughs> Thank you, Tamika. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I've been abroad and I've been yes. baby, I need you to drop down in New York City and stay a week in the in Mecca. Harlem. In Harlem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Walk around. Not the new Harlem, but like the old Harlem back in the, the 90s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> any Harlem at this point, they just That's need true. to be exposed. Like, go get your hair braided. Go get you some food. Go get a slice of pizza. Like, you'll yes. understand what we're talking about when, oh, Domino's. Domino's. You say Domino's to somebody from the East Coast. We want to pass out. It's like, no, baby, that's not pizza. They've never had a slice of pizza from the corner with a great soda. They have no idea. You I love how your East Coast accent just came all the way out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just went you all the way there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I absolutely did. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. And my friends, the ones that I meet that are born and raised here, They are always on the, you are so East Coast. Yes, baby, because that's how you are. You rep your your city, your state, because first of all, if you can make it on the East Coast, and I'm going to say New York, you can make it any effing where. You can make it. I've been down in the subway with the rats. I've been on the buses. I've been in projects. Like, I think just that little bit of um, exposure for me from birth to about maybe 12th grade before they moved me back to Jersey. And, you know, it it just, it built my character. I wouldn't Mm. have it any other way because I feel that it gave me so many life lessons and I can make it on $5. I'm not freaking out. My mom showed me how to survive. I can make it with $5,000 and I can make it with five. And I know that's like, well, you know, how can you say that? Because we were there and I'm not ashamed of it. Like I know how to penny pinch and not freak out, but my friends, you know, and again, no disrespect. I just don't see that survival gritty. Like I could turn it on and you too, to me and Tamika are almost the same. Like we could turn it on and we could turn it off. You could put us in a room with the best of them. And I could be in the room with the home girls. You got to have 
a balance. And that's and what you know I find. Oh, that you, yeah. you're absolutely right with the balance thing. I feel like if you've been raised out here in middle class slash upper class echelon mm-hmm. of, 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 of the West Coast, you can't put them in any room because they're totally uncomfortable. Um, they yeah. just don't look comfortable. They don't speak confidently. They don't. They just kind of go into a little shell and they're like, like, they what do. are we doing here? And yeah, OK, <laughs> so I'm going to be here for about five minutes and I'm ready to go. <laughs> for me, it's the I truth. will find the beauty in it. Now, don't get me wrong. There is some West Coasters that was raised below the poverty line who could probably identify with what we're speaking about or Mm -hmm. you know had to wear the hand-me-downs from their siblings and different things and maybe ride the metro from over in LA all the way to Pacific Palisades to go to school and you know and and kind of walk on both sides of the fence you know so to speak um you both of us kind of grew up middle class where we're from but we rode the trains where we came from, you know, um, mm. and because of that, I put my daughter on the trains, not because she was confident or comfortable, but because she needed to know, you know. Right. Um, and it's just a sense of you te- the confidence that goes along with that, The you know, making sure don't have your goddamn cell phone out when you're on a train because somebody will snatch that shit. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, just the basics. So yeah, that um, is so true. I remember when we first moved here and Brice had went to Duke Ellington School of Arts in D.C. So it's pretty diverse there. But she had always went to schools with diversity on the East Coast. It's just a difference on the West Coast. The West Coast, white people are more into black culture out here than black people are. Black people mm-hmm. are so far removed. What quarantine has done, though, was make them know who they are all of a sudden. I've had so many of my West Coast friends reach out to me because of my posts and say, oh, my God, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Like they're starting to wear their blackness with pride finally. And these are grown people raising kids already in marriages who are Mm. both like the husband and a wife. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was so busy trying to get it and get in with um the Grinkos and this, that, and the other, and Italians and trying to be, you know, on that side mm-hmm. of the fence that I kind of neglected that, you know, we had work to do over here for us. So right. Um, when I think about raising kids, I just feel like I'll tell my husband all the time, we need to get these kids on the East Coast to go to school at some point. Because I said I that know, the entire school year. I kept saying it. it. I know they're not going to get yeah, now, it. Yeah, it didn't happen kids, for me. They're going to get it simply because I'm going to make sure they get it. But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. those, those other parents who just don't get that part of it, like, those mm-hmm. kids won't get it. And if you don't send your kid to an HBCU to get it, finally, at Ooh. some point, child. Right. like, And that's exactly what happened to me. I tried. I wanted them to go to school in Manhattan. Like, I just wanted them to go to high school and break out. We just couldn't figure it out. So I guess mm-hmm. the best case scenario is, God, thank you. They were on their way to PWI, which is predominantly white mm-hmm, institutions. Mm-hmm. And we took a turn. I got my blackness together because I think I lost it being in this valley. I was like, oh, my God, they're going mm-hmm. to Princeton. It's Princeton, great school. I just really That's wanted deep. Royce to go That's to deep. Princeton. 
Back up. And, back up. Uh-huh. Okay. Back up. I lost you for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Start over back from where you got your blackness. Okay. I lost it, right? And then mm-hmm. whew, it, it took a trip to the East Coast and I um, was fighting the boys. I was like, you know, I lived on the East Coast and never got to Martha's Vineyard because I was too fast. I was like, uh-uh, we going to Mexico. We got to take a ferry <laughs> and a bus and all of that just to get to an island. My girlfriends used to try and get me uh, to go every summer. So long story short, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to the Caribbean. I don't want to go um, somewhere where, you know, that has no culture. We're going to Martha's Vineyard. I had never been. So here's the story. About eight, nine years ago, I dragged. I got the airline tickets. Like, the shit is expensive to still be in the United States. And I told these boys, I made them watch Inkwell. I was like, this is where we're going. Nobody could care less. We got down on that Mecca, baby. My blackness Mm. came back. I was like, there we go. Because I got indoctrinated. I think that's the word. In this valley Mm -hmm. lifestyle and playgroups and oh my God and blah, blah. And I'm like, that is not me. And my kid, you know, I lost it because I guess I needed to acclimate with the people around me. Um, It's not, all my friends, my good friends are transplants. They are not from here. But Mm -hmm. I had a couple that were very, you know, close in my life and very good friendships. And I just kind of went with the flow. And baby, we turned that that corner. I was like, this is what it's about. I met a judge on the ferry. I think he was a judge. That man talked to me for about the whole ride, which is about 40 minutes. When I got off of there, I was like, yeah, Royce going to a black, he's going to ACCU. <laughs> <laughs> because he couldn't believe it. He was like, what? He's like, oh, no, no, no. You need to look into the HBCUs. I don't care which one yes. you go to. You need to yes. look into them because we, this is what we work for. And I was like, who are you, mister? You know, I don't know his name to this day, but I came home from that trip and those boys had the time of their life. They left from an all white neighborhood. There's no black kids from, from you know, for them to hang out with, uh, sprinkle at the private uh private school we had them in to Martha's Vineyard this weekend is like when every black person in America is there you don't have to watch your kids I gave them the freedom to ride their bike I didn't know where they were they (laughs) were like whatever this place is called we want in every and we go every year I mean so I got my blackness back they got black because they had never been black because they no, you know, of course the parents are black. You understand what I mean? But they mm-hmm. were immersed in seeing the like-minded people of their skin color doing everything from A to Z, A to Z. Not everybody's yes. a doctor, lawyer. It was marketers. It was, um, you know, uh, architects. It's you be, bump into somebody at the donut place. Hey, my kid goes to Spelman. On my, and I was like, Oh my God, thank you. I'm not crazy. This, you know, I'm 3,000 miles away from my reality and I, I don't get to see it. So, long story short, both my boys are at HBCUs. They wouldn't have it no other way. They look me in my face and be like, thank you. They are seeing these black queens. They are meeting their brothers and sisters for life. Not that it couldn't happen at a PWI, but because 
I wasn't able to raise them on the East Coast the way I wanted to, to bring them up through those great public schools in Manhattan and then maybe do something, you know, um, HBCU or not. But just being on the train and meeting people of all ethnicities, you know, and that how to hustle and bustle. I am I'm happy that at least I got the cherry on the top and they're they're at an HBCU because now they get it. They they have not looked back. They were like, uh-uh, no more. They are, and the same for you. Your daughter went to Spelman. Like, we may not have been able to do it for the, you know, her 12th grade year, but you got it. You sent her to right. probably... She- she well, no, she went to she went to she graduated when she graduated from her high school out here. She went to uh-huh. Spelman. So Great. here's the deal. Yep. She got out here and it was like, OK, I've been in diverse schools, but these black kids, she was like, Mom, they're trying to get our teacher fired. I said, who? Mm-hmm. She was like the black kids. I said, why? Because they're talking about civil rights. They don't want to talk about that no more. What? <laughs> oh, my God. And I just oh. was like, are you kidding me? Do I need to come down? And she know like she don't she don't ever want me to come to her school ever. I've taught her to advocate for herself always in school because she thinks I'm going to lose it and embarrass mm-hmm. her. So she's like, no, we're good. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but because um, I was like, look, we can go down there like what they trying to do what to a sister? Like you only got two of them that work there. What are they talking about? So because they were just, so uncomfortable in their own skin. And she said in a sad part, she was like, "Look, it's not even the white kids. See, I would ex- you would expect white people to be doing this shit." She said, "No, but you know what? White mm-hmm. people aren't scared of. Hi- they're not afraid of history. They know how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. It's us who want it. Oh." It's not like that no more. We're free now. Like, why are we still talking about? Yeah, slavery? why are we talking about that? Child, like, come here. Speak to someone mm-hmm. Jewish, and you better be, and you better believe they will continue <laughs> to talk about the Holocaust. Okay, period. Okay. In the story, the fact, yes. The fact that we're raising our children to not know about who they are and where they come from—that's how they can easily get sent back. So mm-hmm. it's important. That, you know, we're, we're, the discussion today was about raising kids on the West versus East. I think if you're on the East mm-hmm. and, you know, they haven't taken out all the things about who we are out of the schools, because some schools still have and most schools haven't. Over here, they ain't even fucking touching the subject. That's the difference. Oh, my you God. Know? You get February <laughs> and that is it. You better talk about all that what? shit in February and keep and it moving. And in February, you're talking about the same three people. Martin same Luther King, shit. Michael Jordan. You know, just you're not really, you're not discussing. Rosa Parks. Real, oh, my yes. God. Jesus. You're doing the same reports every <laughs> yep. single year. And it's just routine. And you know what, what it's going to be about. But <sighs> when you go, when you think about the East Coast, on the East Coast, what happens is when you graduate from high school in the East Coast, you've already been on the, the black college tour okay the hbcu college tour don't have that out here okay so you're already being recruited to these universities so you already feel that sense of pride your teachers have graduated from those universities so they're going to Mm -hmm. instill those things in you i'm not saying that it's no hbcu graduates out here i'm saying that they're doing different things a lot of them become business owners you know, and not just teachers mm-hmm. and not to say not just mm-hmm. teachers. But when you look at the teachers out here, probably 
a handful are going to be from an HBCU so that they can say, hey, this is the college I went to. You know, maybe you guys should look at this. Mm-hmm. Who's telling them that? You know, it's not enough HBCUs recruiting out on the West Coast because you have to have money. No, they're not. To do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Spellman did right. have a girl who recruited on the West Coast and she would come out a few times. But if your school don't invite them or they don't have the relationship with your private school slash um, public school, they're not going to they're not going to spend coming out here multiple trips. They're going to need to do it in that weekend or so, you know. So. Right. It's a lot to be said. Yeah, it's a lot to Mm -hmm. be said for the investment that goes into those things when you come from there. A lot of people that are in Hollywood who possibly give back financially, but how are you giving back to make sure that these your kids, okay, or your Mm -hmm. kids' friends can get that same experience? It's like it's almost as if they either going to go or they're not going to go. And there is no middle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a middle where there is this one thing that's out here that they have uh, the black college. Hold on. I think it's a college fair, black college fair. Somebody hosted that. Oh, they do. They at do. At the convention center, right? One time that's a year. once a year. Once right. a year. And, and I it, promise you, if you don't know when it's mm-hmm. coming, you'll miss it. And that's, that's it. That's what I was going to say. You know? Yep, that's it. I know it because of the radio station, you know? And I've known it because of the radio station, but I've literally gone and it's so good. That's the, it's probably one of the first time we've seen so many black people in one space in LA. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I have a friend um, who's born and raised here and I want to say she was, you know, after she graduated, she went to a white school, but one of her girlfriends went to Howard and she was just like, I guess she convinced her mom to let her go visit. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that was it, she was like, yeah, I'm not going back to that school. She quit, mm-hmm. made her mom send her to Howard. So this is the issue. Yes, there's not enough um, recruitment. And I feel bad for these kids because they have no clue. They need to be um, HBCUs need to have a seat at the table, as they say. Mm-hmm. But when they're not there, when it's college night and you got 40 different colleges from Oklahoma and Alabama and all of these white schools. And we're not there. The black kids, they have it. And especially so imagine this scenario, parents born and raised here have a child that is raised here. They have no, they have never been back East. They don't have a, they don't don't want to go. HBCU. They don't have a HBCU. They don't know what, 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 what is that? Right. But when they find out about it, their minds are blown. They are like, how come no one told me when we told our school, the only reason our school was like up on it is because Anthony Anderson kids were there and Diddy's kids. So they were like, Ooh, Howard. But besides that, Hampton, where's Hampton? Mm-hmm. You say schools like that. They're like, what? I'm like, oh my God. And then I asked the school, why aren't you there? And they don't have it in their budget. Mm-mm. They don't have the big Syracuse money or the Yale money or the Brown or whoever's there to, to, to recruit, to have a mm-hmm. set. Correct. Four or five people that they send out every year to the West Coast, but it's so sad. Like it needs to happen because these little Brown, and I'm just going to say Brown kids, when they find out about it, their minds are blown. Now, thankfully, Kamala went to Howard. Yes. Howard is going to be on everybody's radar. I feel bad for Howard 
because they already had an influx when she started out. Uh, she was running for presidency. Was that two years ago mm -hmm. or a year ago? Well, she announced it. You know, she was toying with the idea. <clears throat> I don't know if it was because of her, but the admissions uh, rate went, Scott, girl, you're you're not going to be able to get in there. And Howard's always been there. It's always been a great school. Spelman, all of them. She just happened to pick Howard. I think they're apples for apples, but you know, you guys base you go based on how comfortable you are. Do you have family in Atlanta versus DC? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to go to Morehouse? They're, they're all great schools. And you look at the curriculum. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so proud of her mother. Because her mother is Asian. Her yeah. dad is Jamaican. I'm proud of both of them for opening up her eyes and sending her to the do you know how big she came from what the um bay area mm -hmm. to howard how did she get there like i need to know that story because it needs to be told because these we got some fantastic i have a girlfriend that is born and raised here and her daughter is exquisite just smart she sent her to yale and i'm like i wish you could have went to but it's so beneath i i, I, I shouldn't talk for her because she might hear this but the, I felt like when I said it, it was like, what? You know what right. I mean? Like, why would I send her there? She's going with the best of the best. No, baby. <laughs> the best of the best are not at Yale. They're at HBCUs. You can go to Yale anytime you, you want. You can go to Yale I, afterwards. Child, you can correct. go to that Yale. That should be for mm -hmm. your, yeah. For your, um, your master's, master's or whatever, yes, your PhD, doctorate. yes, yeah. But, but get your foundation, get with, your, your foundation with your people. with your people, because there's mm -hmm. something to say that you know when you when you're going away from home, three thousand miles away, two hundred miles away, four hundred miles, whatever, and it's that mm -hmm. it's new. It's something to be said for a smaller university that sees you. You understand? These PWIs are yep. huge. And your little one little black kid out of the 10% <laughs> right. that's there can get easily sucked up in loss if they don't have a strong sense of self. And I'm not saying that they won't because hopefully you've mm -hmm. raised a healthy and whole child. But those HBCUs, if say, for instance, your child is homesick, which they all get homesick. They have people that look like their mama and daddy and uncle and auntie that they can relate to that's around that's going to say, hey, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we need to talk. You, 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 something's yeah. going on. You know, they're going to get that there, you know, and it's something to be said for that. I remember when Brichet was my, that's my oldest. She was looking to go to college. She was looking at everything but an HBCU. And it's interesting mm -hmm. because that was, Spellman was like our last choice. Well, her last choice. <laughs> It was always my first choice, but we had lived in Atlanta at one point. And when she was seven mm -hmm. or eight, I made her look up what she needed to do and how, what she needed to be as a student to get in Spelman. So I made her do this as a seven or eight year old child. And she said, do you know, I found the paper. And this is after she was maybe there, there for three or four years and or graduated. She said, I remember that time when you made me do a report on going to Spelman. And she said, and now I'm here. That's so crazy. So we manifested wow. it. <laughs> She said, yep. we literally manifest. She said, and I, that's so strange because I did not want to go. She did not want to go. She was into the mm. arts. They didn't have an arts program. Had they had an arts program, it would have it, it, it felt better for her. But out of the HBCU, yes. she would have picked 
Howard because she had teachers that were already teaching there. Um, that's the mm -hmm. HBCU you go to for theater. Um, but she never applied to Howard. And so her getting in and her going, she was able to sit down with them and tell them what she wanted. And they created the degree she wanted to go pursue. And she did it in three and a half years. She went in as, I think she wow. started as political science. And she realized, no, this is not what I really want to do. Talk to her people. They got with her. They mm -hmm. created a degree program. It was women's studies in the media and film. That's that not what's so on dope. their brochure, but that's what they allowed her to do. Wow. They, they created the classes for her to graduate with that degree. How amazing. And I'm not saying that they don't do it for all schools. I'm just saying that when you have, if you're, if you're a black kid and you're in an institution that will talk mm -hmm. with you and, and say, Hey, I think you're good in this or you're good in this. And you keep going back and forth and you say, hold on, let's do this. This is what, this is what you can do right here. Women in media, um, women's studies in media and film. That's it. That is so dope. Now, do they offer it as a course or is it was it just for Brie Shack? It's different courses that they put together. Um, they do have oh, women's like studies. It. Yeah, they have women's studies, but they, right. didn't, they didn't necessarily have it in media and film. <laughs> but she took those sidebar courses to make to to create her degree. So I'm sure they do it elsewhere. But I'm saying if you're at a PWI and you're going for you're going for a major or a degree or a, a course work that's already there you're not trying to really go outside of the the lines because it's a pwi they're smarter yeah, they than you right they're smarter than right. you they figure this shit out here are the classes you're going to take this is scheduled that's that <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but if you're at a hbcu where the numbers aren't as big great but the people are more genuine and they have an, an, an interest and they want to see everybody successfully pay if you're in a pwi and you're a black kid and you you drop out who's calling to check on you nobody nobody you're not an asian student nobody. who came in with the top um sat score like are you serious what they left oh, okay bye room for another one <laughs> so right I just feel like it's something to be said when we are in our spaces and when we're when we're educated by us. And, you know, if you're in a school, if you're raising kids and, I, and this is East Coast or West Coast and there's one black teacher. And it's like 10 black students, that's that's problematic for me. Now, to you who you've arrived and you're in your gated community and you you like that you're you guys are the only black people and that's fine. For me, it's never going to be fine. It's just never going right. to be fine. So I like that yeah. when the, the East Coast versus West Coast thing, it's like even if you're in an exclusive neighborhood, public transportations make you all equal. You understand? That's exactly. the difference. It's like where I'm at right now, I'm in L.A., but outside of my gate, it could be, you know, it's the classism is different, you know, so I like mm -hmm. that about life. I don't like to be so true. far removed that, you know, oh, we're over here in this part of the neighborhood. And so, yeah, it's just different over here. And, you know, my kids go to school with these kids and they travel to these exotic places and they do these different sports. And, you know, so you're, you're mm -hmm. setting them on a trajectory that, they they won't really fend for themselves because everything is there. You know, there is no um, everyone's catering to them. Right. 
So what right. we're saying is mm-hmm. if you were raised on the East Coast, even if you came from the behind the gate, nobody knew because if you played nobody yeah. knew because you're still on the same yes. damn train jfk yeah junior was on the train riding we're his bike. all sitting together with- we're all eating together yeah. all shopping together and unless i'm exactly. acting a goddamn fool you don't know where i live unless i tell right. you <laughs> you don't know exactly so it's something to be said about that part of it you know and that's what makes it so yeah. beautiful and dynamic and like you know, diverse, yeah. The diversity the Mecca. makes it so much better. And I, I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. if you are raising kids on the West Coast, it's okay to go back to America for spring break. <laughs> it's okay. right. It's so <laughs> you don't have to leave the country. You don't have to leave the country. You can literally go a to lot Philly of shit you can and do. DC and New York for spring break. And let them see how yes. the other side lives, you know, so that they can get both sides and understand that, wow, it's a whole different world out here. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's OK to take them to Inglewood every now and then or Crenshaw, because I, I, I realize it's a lot of it's black people. So on Crenshaw. It's different. Take them yeah, outside of different. that neighborhood so that they can get exposed to black people doing different things, living at different levels and 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 their spirits. It's a spirit thing, you know. Right. Yeah, the food is different. The the tires different. Attitude. The fashion. The, the attitude. <laughs> the confidence. Man, I. It's not. The I used like to confidence. take the boys. Yeah, when we go back east and they were younger, it was like Disneyland. They loved. They were like this thing called a train, yes. and you know, seeing the rats. That's not fun, but just seeing it, not freaking out. They were like, why do we have to walk so much? I used to just make them walk because I was like, this is life, babe. You're in Manhattan. Nobody is taking car. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not getting in a car. Mm -hmm. So they learned how to hustle and bustle. And so when Royce was about eight, he was like, I'm moving to New York. Like he loved it. It was invigorating here. You know, I'm just talking about where we live in the valley. Everything's so spread out and far apart. You have to get in the car. So there's no stimulation. They get in the car. They're listening to their phone. They fall asleep. You go to New York or wherever, East Coast, Philly, Connecticut, whatever. You could jump on mass trans and it's an adventure. Yep. I, every time I go to New York, I, I go to JFK. My adventure starts in that airport. I have so much fun. I'm talking to people. <laughs> I didn't have money for the bus one time. I talked the guy into letting me on the bus. We, I, I documented the whole thing. We, him and this, me and this young man had so much fun. Royale was like, you better knock it off. It was so much fun because you just don't get that personality. No. You don't get people that are open. And I, I mean, every time I go home, it is like a breath of fresh air. And I don't, I feel stagnant here. I'm thankful for my friends and everything. But outside of that, there's no camaraderie at the grocery store. There's no people that I see and can spark up a conversation. You know, every now and then it may happen. But for the most part, no, there's nothing to look forward to. I'm not taking the bus or the train. Like, it's just, you know, it's kind of even kill. It doesn't change. It doesn't get any better. It's just to me, if I, it's hard when you're raised on the East and come out here because there's a different expectation and you're not going to get it. So my expectation was not met. 
Now, all the pomp and circumstance, that's fun. But how many times are we going to a red carpet? How many times are there these big events where it's it's fun, but after that, the thrill is gone and mm. we're back to basicness. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's what it is for me. It's just a level of just the same thing every day, not changing. And we all know you could be in D.C., go get you some crab legs. Yeah. Like there's so yes. much you can do. <laughs> and it's a total so. experience because my girls, what they're now, they haven't been home for a year and they literally talk to they just their conversations now it's always when we go back to auntie's house and when we get back on the airplane and when we do this and we do like they mm-hmm. know the things that they do when they hit when they touch down it's like oh we're gonna go to auntie's house and we're gonna go to this place and we're gonna be driving by and mm-hmm. we're gonna look out the window and then we're gonna go we're gonna spend a day at the museum and like i've taken them to the zoo already and i mean it's just we have free zoos in dc like Everything is not wow. a charge, and our free zoo is everything. It makes this zoo look like some shit, and you got to pay dearly to go to the zoo here. But right. just, you know, the crab life. Like, they want to be crabbers. Mm. I don't want them to be, but they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> they know, you know, they know the thing about sitting down outside eating your crabs. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, and it, it, wow. it is a thing where, you know, whenever they see DC on, on TV, they're like, oh, auntie's house, you know, so... They're excited, and I don't know if I decided one day to say, hey, let's go to school over here. How would they feel about it, you know? But mm-hmm. hopefully we're already putting in fe- putting seeds out there that possibly if it happens and it goes down like that, that they'll be, you know, on board because I'm trying to give them the best of both worlds. And I think if you're exactly. able to, you should. I don't think if you're on the East Coast now and you're desiring to come and be a West Coast um, family that you – just pick up and go and never go back. Like understand the value of what home feels like, like home. It's nothing like home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and right. the thing about East coast, it just feels like home. Yes. It has its shit. Okay. I, I wouldn't really move back Absolutely. because it, it, the negative <laughs> shit, like some of the people that you left, right. they still right where you left them at, no matter what, there is no movement with some people. Right. So there is pros and cons of each thing here. People are creative and they always want to do more in different things. And one minute they're doing this and the next minute they're doing that. That's the thing that I do love about the West Coast, that they have to be creative because one day you're an actor. The next day you could be a waiter. The next day you could be a um, stockbroker. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a lot of things out here because to live here, you're going to have to be something because mm-hmm. it's expensive as hell. <laughs> Um, and you can't, yeah. you cannot get lazy in it. You know, it, it's going to always keep you moving in, in a career direction. But out there, you can just get up and decide, like, I'm going to be off for the next three years and, and, and make it work. Because you can do That's a bunch true. of odd jobs and still make, you know, a nice home for your family. And it's still going to feel just as warm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep, there's some give and take and there's some pull on each side. Um, I think that people who raise kids and they they remove themselves from just the African-American experience like they get question mocked when I see them, you know, because I see you <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel sad for you. But there is just nothing. I mean, what I love about black people in general, and I don't care where you go in any part of the world we have a swag about us. We have we have something. When you're authentically you and black, 
Not yeah. when you're like mm-hmm. black, you know, and you've arrived and you're like, oh, I don't identify as Kenya yes. anymore. I'm Kenya, you know, yeah, whatever, Kenya. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, those people are different. I'm talking about authentically black. You can go to London and that black girl, you can, it's the spiciness that we have. It's that, you know, it's nothing like being a black person in this world. And I don't, I've seen them all over the world and I just love to see us out there just shining mm-hmm. bright. We illuminate, you know, wherever we go. We're black girl magic, yeah. first off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but someone, and I think it might have been a white person. I don't know if I was listening to NPR or something, but they kind of got it right. LA, edu- uh, West Coast education is totally different from East Coast mm-hmm. uh, um, education. Because East Coast, you're fighting with the best of the best. Yep. They're more intellects. And, you know, they believe in the art and they believe in learning. And that's why the Columbia's and the NYU's like, these are the great, you know, educators Mm -hmm. out in the West Coast. You don't have to fight that hard because Mm -hmm. we all know mom and dad is paying this private school. You're you're coasting. You're not really invested Mm -hmm. in the education. You got thinkers and philosophers and these great minds on the east coast you don't have that on the Mm -mm. west coast it's like i'm going to this school i got these grades and it's good when you go to the east coast you can go into a little you know bar and there is a spoken word poetry jam session you could go uptown and guess what i'm going to hear this great lecture from physicists such and such like they live to learn on the east coast they are and i think it's been stated they are just smarter they're more into it like they live to learn and i see that the west coast is very oh blah 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 okay take this class but the love to of learning is seen to me i've seen it and i believe it to be true i see it more on the east coast you're you, there there's more stimulation for bigger better conversations um it, it just in anybody you meet in the street, there's interesting ideas, there's interesting people, there's, I don't know, you just uh, was stimulated when you're over there to think and learn and have conversations versus over here. I don't get that stimulation from the educational component. You know, why? You know what I mean? If you, it's, and it's not, you know why? It's interesting that you say that. When you think about that college scandal that came out, there's your answer. Right. There's your answer. Where on the East Coast, okay, and not that there wasn't some um, people on the East Coast that was exactly. involved in it. I'm just going to say, it's mm-hmm. just like this. If once you come to the West Coast, you're probably wealthy or on your way to being wealthy, right? Because mm. we don't mm-hmm. hear about the we don't hear about the other half, really. It's if you decided to make this your home and you're you're you have some wealth, right? And you you go into the system of going along to get along. So you put your kid in a private school and they're not going to fail them. Hello? You guys are paying college tuition for elementary, middle school and high school. Okay. Right. So you're paying college tuition already. So the work can be that difficult if it be if it's too difficult and these are privileged kids. Hello? They may not pass. Right. 
we can't have that. <laughs> right. We can't have that. So what do we need to do? So what do we need to right. do? We, you know, we, we make them comfortable. These kids are the most comfortable. Like I, when I look at some of the schools that these kids are going to and how they operate, or I've seen some of the um, material that they get, I'm appalled. First of all, let's just start there. It's too many lounge areas. Uh, it's too many. Oh, yeah. we even be comfortable. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all paying that college is, tuition and the fuck they got to be comfortable. Fuck yes. that. <laughs> I mean, they have. That is so true. It makes no candle sense. Candle on. Yes. They got a little lamp. They have all of these. Like, what's this class? They have all these aids. And, you know, these aids to make them, you know, be okay with learning. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's just too watered down and trinkled down for me. So. I don't think they're getting what you're paying for when you think about it. Right. So then they become college students. Oh, they can't pass the SAT and you've been paying college tuition all their life. I don't understand that. Why the fuck did you have to pay for them to get into any university? You understand? Right. That college scandal pretty much showed you what's going on over here. That's what I'm trying to say. They ain't doing nothing. Mm -mm. They're sliding by, you know, a F don't mean anything when you're when you mm. bought the school gym. Mm. So yeah, that F turns into a B. That F, like because it's not, not going to go on their report card. Now they may be an F no. student, but hold on. All we need all we need Johnny to do is just give us an essay about the last quarter of what he didn't fucking do. And if he does this, we can right. change this F into an A. Okay. And thank you. We need a Correct. check. We need our check. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need our check. Don't forget that baby. Yes. We need our check. But it's so true. And that's how education is here. Now, again, we're not saying that 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 all these. Exactly. Some of these kids are brilliant. You know, you're you're valedictorian and all of that. They're probably they could learn anywhere. I'm talking about the people that skate through. Now, these kids, um, the scandal that happened, they have more money than, you know, that they really need. And they still cheated. They cheated the system. You understand? Because they know that their daughters probably weren't as smart and could never get in. But that's always the case. Mm -hmm. They're always cheating. Like, just do the work. We're doing the work. We got a little girl in Inglewood breaking her neck and she got in by her grades, by studying. And this is this is how it's so unfair. But to what we were saying, back to that point. Yeah, there's just a total disconnect between education on the East Coast versus the West. I I see it. My kids went to a PWI private school and, you know, I'm not going to say we paid the price because the, the, the other hand was an overcrowded high school with thousands of kids and they would have never even mattered. So we paid the price to go private so at least you know, it's a handful of kids. We could know every faculty person. We could know all the teachers. And they do get that little individualized attention. Right. Ms. Watkins, Ross Fell, um, he's at the nurse. The pri- public schools out here don't even, there's no more nurses in any no of these nurses. schools. <laughs> no nurse. I, I mean, I had to ask the question like five times. I was baffled. I had to sit down. I looked at the person again. I said, say that to me again. No nurses? What do you mean there's no nurse? In this school with thousands of people, what if something happens? We call 911. Baby, that was it for me. So health-wise and safety was an issue for me, and we (laughs) went private. We got two nurses, not one, not two, but two, 
you know, security guards, you get what you pay for. And unfortunately, I know that sounds bougie, but again, the other uh, alternative was the school three or four blocks from my house with thousands of kids. Uh, what did you say? Um, when you go through metal detector, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. it didn't sit right in my spirit. And the number one thing was the nurse. So I just couldn't do it. But so did they become bougie or, you know, they had those friends and, you know, the ones that have more money than God knows that they <laughs> actually need. But I kept them black at home, even though right. I lost my blackness a little bit. They were black at home. Don't ask me no stupid shit like that. No, you're not going. I don't give a fuck what Tommy's doing. You're not going. No. And Ross was worse than Joey and Royce because he found a little friend, a little white guy. God bless his soul. And he just had Ross doing all kinds of shit. Okay, mom, I got on the bus. I'm going to so-and-so's house. You got on the bus that this mother paid for? You know, like, you didn't ask me. He just started doing things out of the norm. So we just had to really Really reel him back in. (laughs) Yeah, because the other parents, they not around. They with the nanny. So little Bobby is acting a fool, and Ross is along with them. So we had to get that. I mean, the school would call me every day. Miss Watkins, Ross got on the bus again. I'm like, Mm-mm. God damn. <laughs> but they give these kids so much leeway. Instead of saying, get your ass off the fucking bus, they let him get on the bus because they knew where he was going. There was so many rules. And baby, this, this is such a bigger conversation. We could probably make this into another episode because I saw the level of not, I don't want to say acceptance, but leeway. That these kids did. And my kids got to be a part of that because of the amount of money I was paying. There's no no. There's no accountability. There's a lot of entitlement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, baby. Because Royce and Ross was getting it. Not by my, I wasn't okay in it. The, The teachers, you know, they think about it. And we thought it would be okay. So we're hoping you didn't mind. They don't make these kids like, sit your ass down. You're not going. You know what I'm saying? There was no, you know, they don't have to cuss, but like, nope, that's not going to work. Your mother did not (laughs) tell me you could do that. So the answer is no. Like I get the phone calls from my my kids. Um, Zaya's crying right now. Um, she doesn't want to do no. Okay. That's what the teacher will call and say she's crying right now. She doesn't want to do. Oh, it, <laughs> would you like to talk to her? No, tell her to sit her ass down and go do her work. Okay, I thought that was what she was going to say, but I wanted to make sure she heard you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's another thing. And we'll talk about maybe that we could do another show, like being careful when you send your kids to these private schools. Like, you got to have some, some rules. If not, I've seen so many of the little bit of sprinkles in the school turn out really, really bad because right. the influence, you know, you got these kids, little white kids with a bunch of money mm-hmm. and nobody watching them. And usually, you know, in the black household, I'm, you know, and I'm proud of this, mothers and fathers were home and you know, they're just following right. along with the crowd. I it guess can. it can work either it way, can. but I'm just saying, but what and I the difference saw, And the difference you know? is in those households, even though it's not um, 
it's 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 a difference. It's the entitlement that makes it different, you know. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. your your kid mm-hmm. who comes home talking like little Bobby, who's just entitled to every motherfucking thing, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> That's a yep. whole different conversation, you know, because because their parents yeah. aren't around who's watching them when they're smoking that weed outside of their balcony door in their bedroom. You know, that's a whole different conversation. Thank so you. Um, this was an interesting conversation. Um, I think we basically wind up with we kind of what, what what do we like? We like the East Coast. What we what this is what I like. I like that if you are on the on the okay. West Coast and your kids have been the 1% or 2% or under 10% black schools that I think you should really, really, really try and get them to some HBCUs, you know, let them go and experience it. And yes, it's going to be a culture shock. And yes, you're going to have to sell it to them, you know, take them to those HBCUs during homecoming time because they will never see that many black people in one space having just an awesome and an amazing time from um, the little kid to the grandma because right. they still go back and they still celebrate and it's just an amazing thing to see. So it really is. That's a good idea and maybe that's what they should do because that's usually mm-hmm. October, November. Just plan on having them out of school mm-hmm. for four days because yep. it's the basketball games. It's the um, what do you call it when you're pledging? Not um, when when they're doing their what is it the called when they do the, mm-hmm. the dancing? Mm-hmm. Um, step shows. Like, mm-hmm. they've never seen a step show. Like, take yep. them, the food, yes. the merchants outside. <laughs> and then at night, parents, you got to know, you get a, well, they're, you know, between 10th grade and 12th grade. Yep. They don't need a babysitter. There's yep. nightlife for the adults. So now you're hanging out with grown ass people yep. that went to the school. I went to Howard's homecoming by myself. <laughs> Um, met my girl. I got my life. I had so much fun. I went to, you know, hang out with my son and we did stuff during the day. But at nighttime, mm-hmm. he was like, bye, mom. He went his to his little events and I went to the grown up events and I had a ball. So, yes, parents, you need to let your hair down and go experience some of this goodness because it's it's something you just can't even you can say it. But until you actually live it. It's just words like you don't know how good it could be, you know. So like Tamika said, stop taking all these trips outside the country when you don't even you haven't even seen the East Coast. You haven't seen the East Coast. Oh, yeah. That was a great episode. Thanks, April. Join us weekly as we drop a new podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and like. You can also catch us every Thursday on IG where the conversations get real. See you soon with love. I'm April. And I'm Tamika. Peace out. It's the April and Tamika show. It's the April and Tamika show.